My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. I really want to pass on this knowledge to my kids. <laughs> That's, that for me is going to be the exciting part. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we continue the conversation with buyers advocate of property magnate consulting Pradeep Lashamarina. We find out more about the mindset behind his success, the lows and the highs of his journey, the strategies he uses when purchasing property and much, much more. We learn about a moment throughout Lashamarina's career that might not have gone the way that he was hoping it would. There was a property that I purchased in regional New South Wales. I think in hindsight, I actually paid less for that. I just realized that I thought, look, I would probably do well just from a cash flow perspective. Uh, we bought the property for around uh, probably around 300, 350. But the issue was I had not any due diligence. My due diligence, especially when you're buying an uh, an old and existing property, you know, your pest, your building inspection, all that kind of stuff was not taken into account. I hadn't taken that into account. That ended up costing me a lot more than expected. But uh, I believed her on, you know, you fail, you fail fast, you learn fast, you move on, you know. Um, I flipped that property, you know, and moved on. You know, I sold, cut loss and moved on. But the lessons I learned from that property is cheap does not mean necessarily good. I learned that just because something is cheap, well, you got to ask why is it cheap? You know, I looked at the, uh, you know, that area and the surrounding houses were at least $50,000, $60,000 more. I was like, hey, this is $50,000 less. I'm just going to buy it. It was probably a more emotional decision <laughs> in hindsight when I look back now and laugh about it rather than thinking, hey, did I ask for the pest control, the you know, the pest inspection report, the building inspection report? Why is it selling $50,000 less? Um I think what I learned from that is, yeah, the biggest lesson I learned is cheap doesn't necessarily mean the best. Um, two, I think due diligence, I think was so important. Um, bear in mind, I was traveling with during, you know, you know, with work as well. So, you know, you, you buy one property and you think you know everything. <laughs> Unfortunately, human psychology is such that you know everything. But um, I learned the hard way because I, I didn't lose money, fortunately. I, could, I, I sold it for a... Um, um, you know, I got uh, I got all the uh, the issues fixed and finally uh, sold it for a decent uh, profit. But it was I, I believe in hindsight I could have done a lot more better. I could have picked better. 
you know, if I'd picked the right property, perhaps I wouldn't have even had to sell it. <laughs> uh, perhaps, you know, the cash flow would have been much better in terms of the rentals, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that was, I think, a solid learning for me. How long was that process that um, from the start to purchasing all the way to flipping it and selling it? Fortunately, you know, with me, I, my attitude in life is you fail, you learn, you fail fast. It's not so about failing, but I don't regret too much. I, I take it as a learning and move on. Because I think time kills deals and time kills, you know, we all have one life, as you rightly said at the start. We can keep sitting down and thinking, oh, what if I could have done this? What if I could have done that? Or take an action to rectify that. Lesha Marana talks us through the moment in his journey when everything felt like it had fallen into place for him. I think there have been two, man. One of it is on a personal level is the driver for success because you've got to have that hunger for success otherwise you're not going to be successful on a personal front right um and taking that first step towards you know when i saw reservoir i went ahead with it what i'm trying to i guess convey to the listeners uh, tiron is i didn't um, hold back you know if the data was right if all the facts prove that a property is going to appreciate um i defined what an asset for me was you know, is it going to create cash flow for me tomorrow? Is it going to grow in capital? Fantastic. That's an asset. I didn't let any emotional fears hold me back. Unfortunately, we have a lot of people who have, despite all the data and the facts and all that, they sit on the bench. It won't go ahead. Um, and I guess that's something which I've been able to overcome on a personal level. Um, that really helped me quite a bit. And that's why I started Property Magnet. The reason I started Property Magnet was I believe, and I truly believe that, look, Property is timeless. Education is timeless. Um, I've combined the two together. I educate people about the fundamentals of property investing. Um, but, you know, to create a strategy which will work for them, Tiron. Yeah. Um, to gain that financial independence to do whatever they find significant. Whatever they, that, that might be. They could be traveling. They could be, I don't know, watching Netflix perhaps and doing whatever they want with their lives. So, for me, the aha moment was getting the right strategy in place. And because there was no one to help me, <laughs> I learned the hard way. I had to make mistakes. There was no one who was there to guide me along the process. Um, no one who told me, you know, uh, what's what's the difference between a townhouse or a unit or, a, or, or an apartment, you know, where to invest locations, regions. Uh, what's, what should be my exit strategy? <laughs> you know, what is, I mean, everything should have an exit strategy, you know. Uh, should I pay LMI? Why? <laughs> what's, you know, the, can it work for me? Does it go against me? You know, all that kind of stuff. So I guess that's why I formed Property Magnet because the core was to educate people about property investing, providing the education. That's part A of the business. Um, they could take their strategy and, and go anywhere else. You know, they could go to other buyers, buyer advocates. They could go to real estate agents. They could do them by themselves. But nine out of 10 times, what I find is that um, people do come back and say, Pradeep, we appreciate the strategy you've provided. Um, you know, can you help us execute that? You know, so um, uh, that's where I guess, um, you know, I add value. Let's talk a little bit about your property portfolio and your journey behind that. Um, how many properties have you purchased since to date? Uh, in terms of uh, totally purchased properties, probably uh, eight. We find out how long it took him to build up his property portfolio to this point. Out of the eight properties I've purchased and flipped and all that, I've probably got six that I still currently hold in Australia. Uh, but that has taken me a good, you know, 
15 years to do that. We then delve into the strategy that has helped him build such a strong property portfolio. It comes down to there's so many different strategies in property. There's a buy and hold strategy. Um, there is basically flipping as well. There's renovations as well. There is um, cash flow is definitely the key. <laughs> there's renovations, you know, to, I'm fond of as well. It really comes down to what that individual strategy is. For me personally, um, what's worked is a combination of all these. But none of these is actually wrong. <laughs> you know, anything that generates a profit uh, taking the emotions away from it is a good strategy, you know. Um, we've uh, recently been able to secure uh, building permits, as an example. It took me and my wife a good one year to <laughs> get that all sorted with the council, uh, you know. But for me, it's a good investment where I've got the permits now to build four townhouses, <laughs> you know. So when I look back now, all that effort makes it worth it. So there are no get-rich schemes, I suppose. I would like to focus on that. You know, there's if, if people say, hey, it's an easy way out, and people make it look easy, and there's a get-rich scheme, I, I personally don't agree with that. I think it's a journey. You know, it is a journey. You've got to put in the time, and um, long-term, you know, the right kind of asset will do well. You know, it's just about understanding what kind of asset do you want to get into initially. You know, do you want your dream house? you know, with the swimming pool and this and that straight away? <laughs> or can that wait till you, you know, have a, a strong foundation of properties to be able to get there? So that's definitely my passion and focus, uh, John. Lashamurana shares an example of some of his strategies and how he was able to implement them and how they have turned out for him. Some of the others that I've employed is uh, around uh, cash flow, pure cash flow. Because uh, I believe uh, cash is king. <laughs> At the end of the day, cash is king. So uh, there's a property, one of my uh, properties that I have, I've been able to secure, uh, I've been rented out to the defense, Defense Australia. So for me, that's having an absolute great tenant there, uh, guaranteed rent. And obviously, uh, periodically, there are um, uh, rental increases which helps as well. Uh, pay on time, <laughs> they maintain the property. So there's actually no headache you know, where you uh, rent it out to the government and you're doing well. So it's, again, picking those properties where you know that uh, someone like um, some of these governments would be interested in, uh, you know, in investing or in um, renting out those properties. So uh, once you – I pick suburbs based on that as well. You know, that's one of my strategies I've done, I've used as well. Um, I've also looked at uh, depreciation as well. Um, you know, at times, uh, depreciation is a big thing. It's kind of overlooked. A lot of people overlook that aspect of it. I think especially with the first home buyers where husband and wife are working with the average wages and stuff, a lot of, you know, not many people realize one third of what um, people work for goes in taxes. <laughs> you work for the, for the taxman. And uh, that's just life, unfortunately. Uh, as I say, death and taxes. So, one of the strategies I do is uh, I look at people's income as well, expendable income, absolutely important. Uh, I work with my team of financial planners, certified financial planners. We look at that and say, well, all right, you know, one of the ways you can perhaps save tax is is looking at uh, potentially brand new properties as well from a depreciation perspective. So if there is a law that allows you, why not leverage it? <laughs> you know, you'd be it'd be silly not to do, utilize that. So it's employing all these strategies. It cannot be just one strategy. Um, for me, it's been a combination of all these. There needs to be a motivating factor that drives you to succeed in anything. 
and we find out what that was for him. Simply put, it was uh, financial freedom. For me, it was about, and when I say financial freedom, I mean freedom to do whatever I wanted to do, pursue my passions. Um, I have a passion for making short films, you know, that requires money and time. My family, my kids, I've got three kids, I want to spend time with them. Um, you know, the, you know, I see people rushing to work, I see, you know, I see people going on trains and trams and all that and more. I just wanted to get away from that rush. <laughs> You know, I thought to myself, I wanted to have an alternative stream of income that creates wealth, which will be steady, which will be strong, which will be solid over the years. Um, something which I could even pass on to my my kids. You know, uh, if they were, if they are, and again, underlying performing assets. I always keep saying this: they have performing assets. Um, so that was the key driver. You know, I knew that. You know, um, uh, if you love what you do, then. You know, someone has said this right if you love what you do then it's not really a job anymore you know it's just your passion um so for me they were the drivers you know financial freedom really being having that independence to do whatever i could do with my life uh Tehran. Uh and i just saw that look i saw an opportunity with property and i thought this is the way i'm going to create it for myself and my family and fortunately we've been able to do that a lot of people have mentors they go to learn and get advice from but sometimes you just have to rely on yourself and your own research. I didn't have the right kind of mentors, and what I mean by right kind of mentors is, uh, yes, I, you know, I used to read a lot about Warren Buffett, and and there's so many others, you know, even in Australia, I wouldn't take names, but there's so many other successful uh, entrepreneurs and in, in the property market who've done so well for themselves. For some reason, the connection wasn't there. Not that they were wrong. It's just that I couldn't connect with them. Perhaps they couldn't connect with my journey <laughs> as well. So uh, for me, I said, well, you know, if I, I have learned the hard way through my experiences, um, but that has actually made me, um, you know, that entire journey, you know, to put it into financial terms, because uh, it's not just about the money, but if I just put it in pure financial terms, from $3,000 to, you know, $3.6 million um, portfolio in, in 15 years. When I look back when I came to Australia, if someone told me that, will you take it? I would take it. <laughs> you know, I, would, I wouldn't actually first, I'll, probably I wouldn't believe that would happen. That can happen. But when I look back now and I think, you know, a person who, you know, who came to this country without knowing a single soul with $3,000, 3000 Aussie and 10 US dollars to be specific, $3.6 million portfolio, um, you know, that is something which I'm extremely proud of. You know, have I made mistakes on the way? Absolutely, I have. I have learned from it. Yes, there have been some property mistakes, some silly mistakes buying a property, um, you know, just because it's cheap. <laughs> not, you know, that was dumb. That was silly. Not doing my due diligence. Um, not having the right team, you know, uh, the right kind of solicitor, the right kind of conveyancer, the right kind of mortgage broker. Um, not even having a property advisor, you know, a buyer's advocate. I think I would have done a lot more better with the kind of knowledge I have now, if I had a property a buyer's uh, agent, advocate, an advisor, uh, the right team around me, I wish I could have done a lot more better, uh, which I do have now, by the way. But yes, back then, if I had what I have now back then, I would have done a lot more better. <laughs> Coming up after the break, we'll delve deeper into Pradeep Lashamarana's journey and the best advice he has received? For me, that was the best piece of advice. Make mistakes as well as you learn from it. You know, don't be shy and... But yeah, fail, fail fast. What he wants to achieve in the future? To actually help 100 people 
that's my mission. You know, I want to really add value to 100 people. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. It's important to continue to learn about your craft and gain insights using numerous sources. We find out about the books or podcasts that have helped him along his journey. I read a lot. I think it's all about the mindset. Um, so I think if you can absorb that knowledge and knowledge is power, then nothing like it. But um, one person who I, I really uh, am a huge admirer of is actually uh, Warren Buffett. And you know, the series of books in his name, one can Google that. There's just so many books uh, about him. Um, just the way, even even right now, the way he conducts his business you know, at this age, despite being a super successful, you know, um, billionaire, uh, the way he picks his properties or even stocks is amazing. You know, the kind of due diligence he does is amazing. So I would definitely recommend reading about Warren Buffett, just this is investment strategies. And there's so many books, all the books that are written um, uh, from Berkshire Hathaway, which is his company, are all great. I think for me, that is really uh, inspiring. I would even say uh, Nelson Mandela's book. And I know I'm being, going a bit philosophical here, <laughs> property and Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela is a book by Nelson Mandela called A Long Walk to Freedom. I think that is extremely um self-reflecting on the human emotion aspect the reason i I draw a parallel to property here is at the end of the day whoever is buying a property or selling a property emotions are involved here on that is a fact and the way i look at it is i i believe the mindset uh, that nelson mandela had in overcoming his his struggles in his personal life i think a lot of that can be applied as well to our individual lives um especially when we're going about buying an asset you know it's all those mental challenges i call that and fears that we have you know i'm not saying just go and blindly buy a property that's not what i'm advocating but all i'm saying is if you've got the right strategy in place property will come later property comes later for me it's having the right strategy you know uh, a first home buyer strategy would be completely different to an experienced investor you know um so what i always promote is aligning your personal goals and your financial goals it's very important it's so important um once you align that and your strategy is clear then you think all right to generate that kind of income how many properties do i need um and you know how do i go about it acquiring them. So. Lasha Marina shares some of his best advice he has ever received and how that impacted on his career. The best advice I received was uh, from a experienced investor who unfortunately is no longer alive. He passed away. Happened to cross paths with him in one of the um, one of the seminars I attended. We became friends, got talking and stuff. He said, uh, that was an expensive mistake that I learned along the way, but he says, always go with your gut feeling. Always go with your gut feeling. You know, if you feel and don't be afraid to make mistakes, you know, as far as you learn from it. I think deep within we all know, you know, I think deep within, despite, you know, when we when we listen to a podcast or we listen to or read a book, we absorb, we digest. I think something happens within us deep within. We actually know, hey, are we making the right decision or not? And many a times people know, hey, this is the right decision, but we still don't make it because of that fear of stopping us from making that first, taking that first step. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, it could be with a job, not just buying a property. It could be with a job. It could be with a car. 
you know, hey, you know, I, I bought this car and I thought, geez, I shouldn't bought, bought, I bought this car, but you know what, just peer pressure perhaps, you know? And I come across customers like that who say, we bought a property because of peer pressure because everyone is buying a property. And I think that's the most... That's just silly. <laughs> you know, just because everyone's buying a property, I want to buy a property that doesn't make, doesn't, doesn't sit well. The rationale is not right. So, yeah, I, I would definitely say, yeah, for me, that was the best piece of advice. Make mistakes as well as you learn from it. You know, don't be shy. And, but, yeah, fail, fail fast. <laughs> if you met yourself, say, 10 years ago, what would you have said to him? Just do it. Just, uh, you know, I do believe I could have done a lot more better. When I look back now, and as, as you rightly said, hindsight is a great thing. But I think um, if I knew what I knew back then, perhaps, you know, uh, I've, I've turned 40 this year. I probably would have achieved that maybe at least five years quicker, you know, at least five, six years quicker. Um, and that's a big thing, you know, five, six years of a human's life is, is, is a lot of time, <laughs> given that we don't, we, we don't know how long we're going to be here on Mother Nature. So... If I knew what I knew now, absolutely, that would have saved me a good five, six years. And, and just being surrounded, just have a good team. You know, um, I couldn't highly advocate having a good buyer's advocate by your side um, and a good property advisor by your side. Um, and, and two things I would always say, ask them two things, whoever they are. One, how long they've been doing it for, because it's so important that they've been through a journey. You know, and they've been through cycles. Property goes through cycles, like any other market. Um, no disrespect to the, you know, the the new, I guess, entrepreneurs out there. And that's all great. But I think experience also matters. And second question would be, um, how many properties do they have themselves? It's so important because, you know, if you can't practice what you preach, I think there's a problem. <laughs> there is a problem there. So, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of agents and people that we come across who say, buy this property, buy that property, I think you should do that. Um, let's face it, you know, every, everyone in Australia is a property advisor, Tyrone, <laughs> you know, um, you know, right from the receptionist to the to barbecue conversations. We, we love property and, and we, we love to talk about that. And that's great, but I'm not quite sure how many of them are you know, really um, qualified. Uh, and what I, what I mean by qualification is, is not just being a member of uh, PEPA, uh, which I am, which is a property association of uh, uh, investors association of Australia. Not just that. It's The question is, A, have they walked that path? And how many of their own properties have they invested? And what's their portfolio looking like? Can, can they evidence it? I certainly do evidence it in my coaching sessions with my customers. Um, and this is not to show off, but basically to say, look, this is the kind of person you're dealing with. This is what I have learned from my journey. And that's been resonating well with my customers. We learn about his goals and what he's looking forward to achieving in the near future. I really want to pass on this knowledge to my kids. <laughs> that's for me is going to be the exciting part. My daughter is 10. So I'm uh, early days, but you know, I think that will be, that will be really great to pass on, you know, uh, as a father. Um, and as a property investor as well um, and see how she goes in her journey. So on a personal level, that would be great. Uh, professionally, I would really, and, and you know, there's a, there's a thin line here, personally and professional goals here, but I, my mission is to actually help 100 people. That's my mission. You know, I want to really add value to 100 people. I've uh, kicked off the business, um, started my own business, uh, despite being an investor for 15 years. You know, I took time and uh, I saw there's a gap there. That's why I formed Property Magnate Consulting. Yes, certainly my mission is to help 100 people over the next five years. I've got one last question for you is how much of your success is due to skill, 
intelligence and hard work and how much of it is because of luck. You know, everything in equal proportion. I mean, you the way I look at it is the harder I work, the luckier I, I get. You know, perhaps, you know, 32%, 33.3% hard work, 33.3% luck, 33.3% talent skill. But I think for me, the foundation is really attitude, my attitude towards knowledge, um, because knowledge is power. You know, I really mean that knowledge is power. Most people, why they don't go beyond one property? I mean, I think the stats say to you, around 90% don't go beyond one property. 70% don't go beyond two properties. You know, it's a very small percentage of people going beyond three properties. And people with five properties plus are very less. The percentage is very less, you know. And not, as I said, not just buying it, but holding it over a period of time, uh, over a decade. <laughs> you know, I've held my properties for over over a decade. Not many people have done that successfully. So for me, it's the attitude towards creating the kind of life I want to via property investing and to the knowledge, you know, getting that knowledge and applying that. Um, that's what I would say. Have have the right attitude, you know, towards your own life in terms of what you want to get out of this uh, property journey. None of us are going to be here forever. We all know that. We can't take any of these properties and go, whether you have five, six, 10, 20. So the question is, what kind of legacy do you want to build? What do you want to achieve? And this is what I focus on in my coaching sessions with people. You know, your entry criteria, your exit criteria. Why are you buying a property? Don't buy a property because your neighbor is buying a property <laughs> or the, your mate at the barbecue is buying a property. It's not just like having a beer. <laughs> I know it sounds like that, but it's not like that. So have your own reasons, your own valified, verified validated reasons and that is what all my strategy is all about you know when i meet people that that strategy focus is extremely strong and then buying a property becomes much easier actually <laughs> you know i absolutely support them and hold their hands in every single through right through every single step with the mortgage broker team that i've got with uh, and this is across australia victoria new south wales and queensland um you know i'm a licensed agent myself so i understand you know the challenges there um, you know, solicitors, conveyances, the whole lot, financial planners, the whole the whole team is there. Um, but again, that all comes secondary. <laughs> Focus on the strategy. Strategy is the key. If you want to contact Pradeep Lashamarina after the podcast, here are his details. You can jump on to uh, Uh We've got a Facebook Facebook page as well. But yes, all the contact details are there. Um, I can be contacted by email as well. I'll visit my mobile number, so all my contact details are on the website. But yeah, website would be the best way, www.propertymagnate.com.au. Thank you to Pradeep Lashamarina, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. 
Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.